Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, guys, you be Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody: pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips. Joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
What's up, player? Do -do 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 -do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, DDS. Yes, welcome to the program episode. Boy, once again, didn't do any research on this. 2609? Yep. 2609. Welcome to the program. Day, what are we at? 40 something of the quarantine uh, that we're living in, right? Or uh, as I call it, the pantsless month. Uh, I don't think I put on a real pair of pants. Uh, I can't remember the last time I put pants on. I, I honestly don't. It's, uh, <laughs> Would you call this a, last, a pantsdemic, Jimmy? I call the pandemic the pantsdemic, the pantemic. I uh, don't that right now. Do not, do yeah, not the, encourage me, uh, Elliot. That is that is a dad joke from hell that I am ashamed of. <laughs> disagree. I think it's a, a terrific piece of business. You should be proud of it. In fact, it should get you back on Twitter. That's your opening new tweet. <laughs> Let's get you back out there. Let's get you back on the saddle with pandemic. <laughs> uh, but I will say this uh, on the pants thing. The last time I even when we went in, we did the uh, the Matt Bronger, Andrea Savage. Was that on the same day or were those two weeks in a row? No, I think that was the same day. That's right. Oh, no, no. It was Bronger and Holmes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, um, the next two, which was Andrea Savage and whoever. I apologize to that person for not remember who we recorded that day. Oh, Tony Thaxton. Yeah. Mm. Uh, even both those those days, I did not wear pants. I wore a. You know, a Mack Weldon uh, lounge pant or something comfortable. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously over the weekend here, it's been uh, in Los Angeles. We have what they call a heat wave. And uh, so short pants. I'm still wearing a short pant today as it still is very warm out there. Uh, but luckily, the beaches are closed. But that doesn't seem to stop anybody down in Newport Beach. Uh, still hundreds of people. Let me ask you guys a question, though. Mm. All right. I'm asking a question here. Uh, and this is on on topic, yet not on topic, but yet it applies to what I'm talking about. I just had a thermos full of bleach. Your thoughts? <laughs> oh, this is going to be a short episode. Uh, what's that? This is going to be a short episode. It's uh, it's not going to be a long one. I tell you that. But I tell you what, uh, Garen knows this because he said you too. He's also had some. Boy, that goes down smooth. That is a smooth oh, <laughs> beverage. That is, uh, boy, you, you, you cut that with a little bit of bourbon. And by the way, if you're going to go bleach, even a guy like me, 20 years sober, you got to throw some bourbon in there, mm -hmm. uh, which I don't know if I ever have had bourbon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever, ever had bourbon in my life. Maybe I had a shot of bourbon once because some guy at a club said, I want to buy you a shot. And I was a drunk. I went, you got it, pal. We'll be friends for a minute. Um, <laughs> let's uh, and put your arm around me awkwardly and tell me how much you love my show and buy me a shot and force it down my gullet. And then uh, I, I will count the seconds till you walk away. <laughs> Uh, and hope a lady will speak to me. These are my sober, my single sober uh, drunk days, not my. Uh, now, listen. So here's the actual question. So I know people are up in arms and people going to the beach. I get that. And I'm not. Uh, I'm also one of those people. But here's my thought. If you are going to the beach and you are staying, if everybody's staying minimum six feet, let's hope everybody stays 10 feet away and you just lay on your fucking towel and you're 10 feet away from somebody, you walk into the ocean, maybe you, you cool off, you come back to your thing, you avoid, again, you do the same common sense stuff. Mm -hmm. What? How is that any different than walking around your neighborhood? I'm just, I'm again, making mm -hmm. conversation. Not, not uh, as, the, as the most pedantic of us, uh, 
not conceptually, logically, I, it, it, it's not that worse. The only thing I would wonder is if you're by the ocean, mm -hmm. you're more likely to have breezes. There'll be breeze, yeah. And so if you are, it, let's assume that there is a person who is not infected, who is up, upwind, downwind, upwind. Whatever the right upwind of where you will be, yes. Yeah, and you, you, let's say you had it, you didn't know it, but you still can infect somebody. Yeah. Um, I would think that is more likely to infect that person than walking on the street between buildings and stuff. But there's wind between buildings too. You just don't know which direction it's going. Well, I'll tell you this: there's, uh, and it's a human being, the wind beneath my wings. Oh. And I will not tell you who that person is, but I will tell you that they are there and they do have the COVID. So <laughs> it is it is a rough time, Thanks. man. It is a rough. We have not taken flight in a while, yeah. but uh, they're there under the wing mm -hmm. and I think the, uh, coughing up a storm. And they are hero, which, you know, is important of as well. Of course. The, the person didn't even know it. I had to tell them. So that must mean they they're they work in uh, the they're a nurse or a doctor or a I do food, a, in the a, food a, service a industry or hey i will tell you this speaking of that there was there's that video and, and i know it happens almost every day but when the uh the one that got me was the uh the the collection of nurses and doctors from out of state mm. who were walking out of the new york hospital it was their last day there and they were walking out getting on the bus and the policemen and everybody were lined up applauding them as they were walking and i'm even getting a little emotional right now thinking about it it was Boy, if you have not seen that clip, it's worth seeing because it really is like, you know, we, we throw around the word hero a lot. And we certainly do on this show because I'm everybody's. Um, <laughs> but um, it was boy, it was moving. It was really just a, and I, to be a, a, to honestly be a dumb uh, galoot from the south side of Chicago. When you just see these just even the policemen, you know, tearing up and clapping, it just, uh, you know, it, uh, it just was it's moving and it shows that we can in my idea, I'm not on a soapbox here. I'm just talking that we can, there are times where we can all come together as human mm -hmm. beings. It doesn't matter what political side you're on. And again, I don't understand how this is political at all. Right. We should all be on the same side with this. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was very moving and you should see that. And then also go look at the, uh, the shark cam from the Monterey aquarium. Cause that'll, uh, <laughs> that's also wonderful. Okay. Uh, have you guys done that yet? The uh, no. shark cam? No. Mm -mm. It is, uh, you you think you'll go okay great and then seven minutes later you're still watching it uh because it's like it, it's literally uh, you know zen-like in that you just just it's just calming to watch the the fish and the sharks swim around and uh the only thing that's jarring is every now and then it'll zoom in and then zoom out and it's not a smooth zoom it goes from <laughs> a to b and a boom boom uh but then there's also the otter cam you can look at the otter you got oh, the penguin uh the penguin cam uh which is fun so uh so i did that over the weekend that was my uh saturday uh but quickly back to the beach uh, point i got i was just making conversation i i would never go to the beach i don't think it's a good idea um i think that any sort of a crowd is a mistake well i think uh, i think but, that's the premise like what you're saying is true if everybody stays apart it's fine but when you open a public beach it's like opening a public park that's very popular you can't you're, you're sending the wrong message basically by saying hey here's a place where humans congregate go for it like yeah. it, it's 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 possible to be safe but it's not a good idea well no one's going to be wearing their masks at the beach right you got you know? that right you don't they're want not that, supposed that's a bad to be, tan line <laughs> right they're not supposed to be sitting down although police have said they're if they if you come there with family they're not going to bother you sit down enjoy the beach if you have kids we're not going to make you run around with your kids 
I'm like, oh, that's so you, the wait, stupidest wait. thing I've ever heard. Oh, so you're suggesting, I hear what you're saying, that uh, like if, if the four of us went there and we just w- went there for a walk, that's allowed because that's a passive activity. Yeah, you're not supposed to be sitting down sunbathing and whatever. The cops are not, uh, yeah, the cops aren't enforcing that, especially yeah. if you have families. Also, I'm not 100% convinced that this, this sounds conspiracy theorish, but this social distancing thing, it's not, it doesn't work. It's when you sneeze or cough, it goes further than six feet. That well, doesn't, that doesn't but, help. But, That's just but, stuff but, to make but, people feel better. Six feet is better than two feet though. I, I think you would agree. There well, is you that, saw all those people, they are not six feet apart on those right. beaches. They're yeah, not. They no. just uh, but that's not a conspiracy. That's a, that's actual fact. You see well, no, that's true. Photograph. Uh, but if you see <laughs> that image that the CDC put out of, you know, if you're, you know, two feet away, you know, versus four versus six versus just stay in your home, it could, you know, you're getting farther away from somebody sneezing or, you know, uh, dropping a droplet on you. And again, I cannot stand the word droplet and I can't believe I to say it. <laughs> well, Jimmy, a cough can travel as fast as 50 miles an hour and expel almost 3000 droplets. So a you're sneeze, really trying to get on Jimmy's good side there with all the droplet talk. A sneeze can travel up to 100 miles per hour. And create upwards of a hundred thousand droplets. But, all right, but but you have to think about the load. You know, if you're outside, if you're moving, the 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 odds wind of, resistance. Yeah, everything happening. If you're yes, if you're in a if you're in an enclosed room and somebody coughs or sneezes seven feet from you, that's probably not great. Uh, it, it you could be okay or you could not be okay. But uh, outdoors with with wind and movement, you know, whatever you're doing. If you're on a walk, I think the the premise is that six feet gives you enough of a, a buffer to not be uh, in realistic danger of getting anything. Yeah, I, I don't buy that. And that's why I don't leave the house. <laughs> and that's your choice. Stay locked in, Garen. We're gonna, am, why don't you just join QAnon and be done with it? <laughs> yeah. They're too crazy for me. Yeah, no, but you're, you're getting close, there, man. brother. You're, you're getting, getting there. Because I don't think six feet is far enough away. Absolutely I, not. I will bring the scroll of your conspiracy theories out. If you're <laughs> to. This is just I'm just adding to the list of things that uh, you feel are. Uh, I am in, pretty crazy. Oh, there's no, there's no <laughs> doubt. The, the only difference between you and where you're from is that you're not there anymore. That's the only. You'd well, the good a, news is not leaving step a, with a gun right now, brother. The no good way. news is not leaving his apartment is definitely going to help his mental health. <laughs> yeah, right. That Yeah, they st- staying indoors watching old movies is certainly going to uh, get you out of it. What do Let you, me uh, tell you, guys, though, I, my anxiety levels have been way down. Like, I've stopped oh. gnawing on my fingers, believe it or not. Yeah, because you put black so, fingernail polish on I don't know what them. caused that, but... <laughs> well, I, I'm going to quote Matt, uh, you, the black fingernail polish. I think that's what slowed that down. Yeah. Well, you don't want to get lead poisoning. There's no question that you use <laughs> lead might, paint. That might be contributing. That might be contributing. But I, I, I'm with you, though, Garen. I mean, that's the truth. If you just stay inside, there's really no reason to be anxious. Yeah. Other that's, than that's when the, will this end? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just bizarre to me. Anyway, I, I, my but, family but, and I had a great time at the beach today. The cops <laughs> left us alone. It was fantastic. I don't need you bringing me down. Brought you a chair. Told you have a seat. Right. Hey, take it. You're running around take too much, off. sir. Take it. Relax. <laughs> Can I, I'll just let me just just for the sake of uh, my friend Garen's health. It is exercise is important. And yeah. the sunlight gives you vitamin D, which is good for your immune system. So 100 percent. That's why I walk the dogs. Yeah. So you do go. You're, you're oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're leaving the house. You said you don't leave the house. You, you, but I don't I don't I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I, no. I, but, I think I've gone to Target twice this entire time. And yeah, that's that's, that, it. that's the smart thing to do. 
Yeah, you're doing it right, man. You're you're you're, you're the best. You win. Matt sent him over one of the trophies from the studio there. All right, great. I, I make, thank you guys so much. Oh, you're as welcome. Long as, as long as I'm winning, like my hero, Mr. Sheen. I'm gonna give you this I'm chip. Happy. This is for you, baby. Uh, <laughs> why do I? Why, why do? Why do I lose a chip? It's one of Jimmy's. Yeah. Uh, I was just the one that was within my grasp. Sorry. It's but you yeah, get, he has a lot of Jimmy chips. Jim. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually no. took that one from his. I've been robbing all of you during this time oh. because no oh. one's in here except me. Oh, how nice of you. I've been moving uh. the chips around <laughs> meticulously. Uh, hey, before we, now, so Matt, I want to talk about something before we move on. Before uh, we uh, we don't. Yep. Uh, talk. Uh, now, I saw that obviously uh, your young boy, Charlie, turned eight years old this week. Yep. Oh, happy birthday, Charlie. Uh, very exciting for Charlie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we Cheer had the up, opportunity Charlie. to spend some time with Charlie on Saturday night. Uh, we played uh, some drawful, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Families did that uh, over the World Wide Web. We zoomed in. That was fun. But uh, I saw your wife. And I like this idea. We've done, we've done this a couple of times where we've gotten in our car and we've gone over to a friend of Oliver's where you just, you know, you drive past, you toot your horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like to do, um, and I don't know if anybody else enjoys this, I like to go by about seven times and each time act as if it's the first time and <laughs> it makes me laugh. I don't know why, but it just, uh, hey, let's go around again. And we honk, you wave, you keep moving. Uh, <laughs> and I saw that yeah, you guys did that for Charlie, Matt. Yeah. And uh, you had a, uh, it sounds like maybe you had a special guest stop by during the middle of that parade. <laughs> it was actually right at the very end. We. Uh, oh, yeah. It was the Grand Marshal? It, it was the finale. Yeah. this It was kind it was of. Santa Claus at Macy's? Crazy timing. Yeah. It really was like as if we had planned it, but not that Charlie would have cared. But what happened was, uh, like you said, we, yeah, like we, we sort of told everybody, come by. We're going we're gonna to be sitting outside around, you know, starting at noon. You can <gasps> zoom by. Uh, and it was really nice. He got to see a lot, some teachers and a lot of friends and we got to talk to some people uh, from a distance for a while, which was nice for us. Uh, but we thought, I thought it would be over in 20 minutes, but we were out there cause people kind of kept trickling by and people were sending messages to Elise saying, Hey, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be there in 10 minutes or whatever. So we just kind of hung out. So we were there for two hours and then like right around two, the last person that we knew was coming came by. And while we were talking to her, um, it was Charlie's kindergarten teacher, actually, who is the greatest teacher of all time and uh, still very much uh, very thoughtful about all of her kids. She basically she has like a permanent happy birthday sign on her car and she just goes from house to house <laughs> every day. <laughs> just who's got a birthday? I'm going to hit this spot and that spot. So she was she was in her car. talking. We were talking to her and um, uh, at the end of our street, we could see the, an old vintage uh open top roadster from probably the twenties or thirties. I don't, I don't know uh, old uh, obscure cars that well, but I saw it coming and I was like, you know what? I know who that is. So I turned my phone video thing on and uh, just, this is, he didn't do it on purpose. Just coincidentally, Jay Leno, drove by and saw us and so he stopped and was like whose birthday is it and we were like it's his how old are you oh, I'm eight. Ah, happy birthday <laughs> and and he gave the best honestly the best part of the whole thing was he gave the honk and it really did go auga <laughs> like literal <laughs> he has an actual auga car horn on this old nice. car uh and and so i got that on video which was to me uh uh, the the like the perfect topper so that was it that was the end of the party we were like all right jay leno has said happy birthday to <laughs> jay leno closed up shop Party's i over. think it's awesome what i did not care for is that he's in a convertible jalopy no mask on him or the driver yeah like let's get some masks on jay i mean i can't imagine the size of that fucking mask by the way to cover that yeah well he his. he was driving because it's it's got a british uh, oh it's on it's british. Right, right side steering wheel but there was a friend of his was with him a friend who's uh much closer than six feet 
Right, and presumably does not live with him, but who knows? Maybe maybe he has a live-in sure mechanic. I don't know. Uh, Jay Leno probably has access to uh, testing technology that we don't. But does yeah, he? But does he test rich everyone? People he are not in? immune to this. My buddy Tom Hanks got it. Well, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't know at that point. the 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 wealthy person uh, phone tree hadn't quite kicked in yet. Well, uh, so you think he? Uh, you think Jay got tested for the vid? I, well, he might have gotten tested, but I'm sure that he could get uh, anybody who he had any concern with tested. So you think he had his friend tested as well oh, I see. before it's going possible. near him? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going Garen on this. <laughs> I don't know. I, it did. It did a slightly smack of the uh, sort of uh, cavalier attitude of a of a multimillionaire who doesn't think uh, the rules apply to him a little bit. <laughs> you know what? That was my first thought when I saw it, and then I was like, "Oh, here's a rich guy. Doesn't think he's going to get it." But the fact that Tom Hanks. Got it. It should, should squelch all of that. It's like, yeah, uh, but I understand to Delia's point. I do understand that that was, pre, you know, before we knew what was really happening, that uh, the, the, I, I'm going to trust in the same way that y- the three of us were in a room together because we trusted that each of us had been doing the right thing, that he's that this guy is been isolating and jay's been isolating and they feel okay being in the same room or in the same car. again you're in a convertible going past a kid's birthday party maybe that uh and as we know people was... do like to spit at convertibles at birthday parties <laughs> and i just and garen just told me that a sneeze can go 100 miles an hour and i know that jalopy's not gonna move that fast well, so up. yeah luckily he was at least 20 feet from us like he was on the far side of the street so I got that happy birthday, Charlie. There, there, boy. Are you scared to really walk? Did you know that? Yeah, we know it, Jay. Yeah, I'm okay, showbiz people. Good to see you. I, it's weird because I've I've seen him enough times that it's like I feel like we should I should introduce myself at some point, to, <laughs> and, and like with the kids too. Like the kids have actually sat in a different one of his open top jalopies. <laughs> so right, like because uh, we saw him, uh, like the car was parked, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, you want to sit down?" So like. At this point, it's like, you know, these kids, right? Like you, you want to be the godfather to them or something? I don't know. Like, is there anything? Uh, so we, should we, should we formalize this relationship? Because we keep bumping into him. Let's not forget that that man cost me money when I, we I all know. lost our jobs in uh, 2010. And then uh, when I was on in 20, uh, 2002 and bombed miserably, he didn't bond with me as a comedian. He wouldn't make fucking eye contact with me. So you want to be friends with this guy? You're on your own. I just thought if just you know, know where your fucking bread is buttered. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like he has so many of those old cars. If if there's any way that I can inherit one of them, or if Charlie can inherit one of them, or Zoe can inherit one of them, then uh, that's got to think about your kids, Matt. Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's more important to me than whatever you were talking about. <laughs> our, our, our friendship, it's more important than our friendship, our uh, business relationship. If, if, if that's what you were talking about earlier, I, yeah, I wasn't really listening, but yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I was just thinking about those sweet cars. I mean, they got to be worth uh, in total millions. What do you oh, think? The, like, what do you think the one is worth? Like that thing that he drove by in your? Uh, I have no idea. I wish I actually. Thousand? I don't. Easy. I don't 70, know. I don't know what it is. It's was it pretty? Was it pretty or utilitarian looking? Utilitarian, in my opinion. It, the best to me, the best way to describe it is if you know the the story, the wind in the willows, when uh, okay. Mister Toad goes uh, riding through the countryside in an old uh road it's an old british roadster it's like a oh a littler one no no it's gigantic it's it's really really long uh uh but the you know the where you sit is not big but the but it's the the front the the hood that front part of it is like the size of an entire car yeah is it more than six feet i want going to be comfortable (laughs) if he sees that car coming at him (laughs) was it gray and red no it's green 
Green. Jay Leno Green. I, I would guess that a vehicle, based on your description, not knowing what it was, mm-hmm. I would think that that's a half a million dollar car. Is it a Buick, I wonder? 1948 Buick? No, it's definitely British. Buick, yeah. It's British. I, c- I can promise you. Not just because of the steering wheel, but... Buick mate? <laughs> he is driving. He was driving on the, uh, as Matt said, on the... Uh, the steering wheel's on the right, but I also, I've seen the, unfortunately I tried to look, cause I've seen this car parked before and the same one. And, and I thought I had a photograph of the grill, which has the name of the, it's like a really obscure, it's like a, a, a an automaker. I don't think I'd ever heard of even, um, but it's, I, is it Chevrolet? Oh yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. It had sense. like a, it had a cross on the, uh, on the, the hood ornament was like a, what do you call Chevrolet that? Is? What do you call that plus sign? I think you call it a Chevrolet. Um, <laughs> the bow tie. Yeah, but it's uh, it, yeah, it's got, it's probably from the twenties. Um, that's my guess. I will say that every time I've seen Jay Leno in the last three years, like if I if I'm going through Burbank and I see Jay Leno up on, uh, he's it, he's in that car. Yeah, he loves it's, he uh, loves that one. I think when I saw that picture, when it, when I saw Elise post that picture, it was like fuck, you have a, a, a an airplane hanger full of cars. Why yeah. are you always in this one? Yeah, I, I go, when I was trying to go through my old pictures to find because you, you can like search by location and like the the spot where I always see them part him parked with them, I just went to that spot in photos to see if I could find the picture of that car, and like it's crazy how many different cars I've seen that he's parked there. Some of them may not be his because uh, this is a spot that other people park too. But um, like fancy. When you say parking, cars. are they going to like make they're out? making out? Yeah. It's uh bass and yeah. that sort of thing. It's dead man's curve. It's a, it's a, it's a pull, pull off that uh, people like to make out at. But yeah, I, I he's got a crazy, like there's one, he, I might've mentioned this before. He has like a, a shell oil, uh, gas truck from the yeah. 40s or something <laughs> it's like a full-on truck that you transport gasoline in the back like a tanker uh which is insane but uh but yeah see i feel like this one i've seen definitely a few times he seems to be real real fan of it yeah, yeah. matt i sent you a picture of it if that, i don't know if that's the one or not did you text it yeah uh if that is the one matt tell garen yes and then garen can share his screen with everybody oh, it's here. not the same i actually yeah, sent yeah. you guys a text to the link i can't that's the one the same computer that's the one it's a 1918 Model 66 Pierce Arrow. And you can't, can you pull that up, Garen, or not? Uh, I can try on my, because I'm not recording it. Here, I can Wait, do that's it. Wait, that's the one, Matt? Yeah, the Pierce Arrow, yeah. That's, that's got the green with the, it's got the spare tire on the Oh, there the it is, yeah, the Pierce side. Arrow. Pierce Arrow. Oh, okay. It's got two spare tires. It's got, it's got a spare tire on each uh, wall. Like in yeah, it's a little chitty-chitty bang-bangy. Yeah, but from the, here, I'll, I have... I have a picture of it from the side from the other day from Charlie's birthday. It's 1918. You probably just said that. I guess I could have just shown you guys this picture. That would have saved us. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean by two spare tires like that. There's a, there's a tire on each side in front of yeah. the side. The I'm doors. just basing it on that vid. Now, that's not the greatest picture because you're going through the camera. And so, is that a 1918? <laughs> uh, 18 or 19, yeah. So, yeah. so Garen, you got an estimate on the, the value of that car? 1918 Pierce Arrow. Uh, oh yeah put that in that's uh that's exciting to know i've also well, seen I, him with like a I, bugatti you know which is like a 1.2 million dollar sports right. car i can tell you that it originally sold six thousand dollars new in 1918 which yeah. that's a lot that's of money house. yeah for back then that's crazy oh my god it, it probably even more than a house right yeah I don't know what a house cost back then. Jimmy's records tapes only started in 1975. So <laughs> maybe season two, you can the, go back uh, to early 20th century music. 
You know what? Maybe that's the new season as I go back. I start uh, back then. Do 1875 to 1895. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Christ. I don't know if people enjoyed uh, the, the years I did. I can't imagine. That was before the phonograph, I think, right? So it wouldn't be wouldn't be easy. Well, I got uh, I got some acetates and I got the uh, sheet music, uh, bootlegs and such. <laughs> what was, the, what was the hot sheet music? Eighteen. <laughs> I think it was uh, coffee in a cardboard cup. Of course, it's very popular. Not not as far back as you're discussing, of course. Yeah. But uh, huh. uh, apparently, a 1933 yes? Pierce Arrow sells for two million. Jesus. Okay, I'm going to say the 18 is worth more than that. Then. So wow, probably. but I will I will say that when you look for Pierce arrows, there's a range, there's a wide range of prices, anywhere from thirty thousand dollars up to the million that Garen's talking about. In I'm guessing that, Jay doesn't have range. the thirty thousand. I'm guessing no, Jay doesn't not. have that. Yeah, no, maybe he drives it every day though. Maybe he does. You know what? That's a good point too. You would you drive a two million dollar car around as often as he does? I, my I suspicion is that it needs to be driven. So for the engine so like i think he so probably drives it once a week every weekend he drives it once or every once don't a month don't you think it also needs to be driven for his ego don't, <laughs> don't you think that plays into it hey everybody look at me i'm driving around when he eats donuts my mom asked me that she's like she's like do you think he uh do you think he drives around because he, he he needs the attention and i was like well the 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 hangar where he keeps the the cars is is next to the Burbank Airport, so it's in the neighborhood, and and he likes to go to this this uh, this shop that where other car enthusiasts park. But the answer is yes, he does it for the attention. There's there's no question in my mind. Uh, All right, I, I I I'm sorry, Jimmy. I have a number. I think that's close to accurate. We decided it was a Model 66. Is that accurate? And <laughs> that has never been discussed. No, <laughs> thing, no. It's a but I like the way that you're Pierce saying era. this. You got a number as if you're going to p- pass the piece of paper across the desk to us. And yeah. we're gonna be, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to be really happy this. with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm showing that uh, that a similar vehicle from that time range was three hundred thousand dollars. That seem, I think it's the same model. You know what? That that that, uh, that makes sense to me. I can so, see Jay doing that. Well, it's also possible that he bought it in disrepair and has been fixing it up for years. Like, who knows? Yeah. He does like that kind of stuff. If you've ever, if you've ever heard him talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a whole show about it. Yeah, it's Jay's garage. From 1910 through 1918, there were 1,250 examples of the Model 66 produced. It is believed that around 14 have survived in modern times, and only seven are the Model 66 A4 series. So Jay's got the A4. Has but. Uh, he's probably got 8.5 by 11. <laughs> the A4, you can get that at an Audi dealership. It's not that, you know, it's, it's under, it's 50,000 or something, maybe. Two different ways of dealing with that. <laughs> by the way, that, if I may, for uh, to support Elliot, that's a nice printer joke. That's a nice <laughs> lay your paper down where you need to. Yep. Take your scan, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Canon. <laughs> right. A4, that son of a I bitch. I mean, that A4, that does make sense because it's British, so. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I, I would say that if, if there's only, what did you say, seven of them? Yeah, of, maybe it's more. Of the A4. I don't know if that's the actual one that right. he has or not. In any case, if there were only 1,250 made from 1910 to 1918, this thing is insanely valuable, I would guess. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to predict he's got one of those seven. That gets, again, this Jay right. Leno. It's not just some guy who yeah. mortgaged his house to buy a car. It's, uh, yeah. you know, this asshole who's going to... Uh, uh bring joy to a young child's day <laughs> uh yes um uh now here's a here's a piece of a completely off uh, topic here's a uh, nice piece of uh, business for you guys i went uh on friday and i was tested for the antibody uh oh. for the uh what? for this thing what does that mean uh did you see jay there 
Uh, <laughs> I did not see Jay there. I, uh, I, you know, be. I, I, I think one time I discussed it on the show, but, you know, I was in the emergency room those two times in February. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the one time, you know, one time for eight hours, another time for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And um, it was during the time where they were not testing uh, unless you were out of the country. Right. Like, have you been like COVID? It was it was around coronavirus, but it was, uh, hey, have you been out of the country? And, and I showed all of the, you know, uh, what we now know to be the symptoms, the sore throat, the trouble breathing, all of that. And then in addition to, you know, abdominal pain and what have you. And then uh, they kept focusing on the abdominal pain because that's where most of my pain was. And, uh, you know, then they kept on saying, yeah, there's nothing. You got, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's uh, mm. maybe it's epididymitis or whatever. So, which is why I then had to go. And remember I talked about on that. Uh, no, it's an episode that's not out yet. Uh, so uh, about the procedure that I had done with my left testicle, um and so on and so forth anyway because i was in the emergency room during that time they tested me for antibodies to see if i uh did in fact have it back then or did i get it at all mm-hmm. and uh while the tests apparently are not 100 percent accurate or even the 95 percent or 96 percent that they claim to be they're a little less accurate than that uh i tested negative for the antibody mm-hmm. uh which is um uh, in a way kind of a bummer because you kind of want to have a little bit of that in you apparently uh that's where the herd immunity potentially can come from maybe yeah and it's a maybe Every, everything's a, a roll of the dice you don't know okay yeah, and that's the thing with with all the stuff that we're talking about obviously we are nowhere near experts but um but it's we're like all this stuff is mitigation but the but the issue is there's so much we don't know about what could happen right. or you know whether the tests work or all these sorts of things that that's why we end up you know doing so much well, I, I, they also suggest that I ram a, a, a UV flashlight up my ass. So I did that. Oh, God. Um, and I don't see any proof that that's helping. But uh, Well, you got to mix that with the bleach, right? Yeah, I think it's a combo. Yeah, it might be a one-two punch. Dip it in bleach and just... then stick it up your ass. I see. Oh, right. you dip the ass. flashlight in bleach. Yes. Absolutely you do. Lube I it up. I haven't been doing it. Lubricates it, it, and it and it also you know cleans out you, the insides. That does make sense. Also, it would help if it wasn't a, like one of those nightstick flashlights, probably. I, maybe that was an error. You pick whatever flashlight you're comfortable with using. I mean, yeah. I, I like to use the, the cones that they uh, they have at the airport when they're waving the planes in. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. It's right? got a tapered, like a tapered. Exactly. It's perfect. I'm making the mistake because I got one of those ones that uh, you squeeze to power it up. So that one uh, is not. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like a. <laughs> yeah, one of those. <laughs> you know, Once you get it in there. Elliot, I'm sure I'm sure you have a crate full of those for when uh, you need to get in your bunker <laughs> and you need one of your crank up flashlights. Hey, is there room for Garen in there uh, for the two of you? And you could just uh, die to him sharing conspiracy theories while you <laughs> zoom up your flashlights. <laughs> hey, do you want to want me to open up a meat packet? Uh, why don't we do do some moon dust or whatever the shit you people call it (laughs) i don't know moon food whatever the hell that is moon food i don't know i do have i do have some some boxes still of uh of that um the soylent because i i over i over accidentally overbought and so i have like four boxes maybe or six how bad does it have to get that you break that stuff out well, the the original one, it like if if anybody were to buy Soylent now, it comes all together in one bottle, like a human being would want to buy. Uh, the old one, it, it it there's like a bag of the dust that Jimmy was talking about, and yeah. then and then there were these little bottles, and the original one, I don't know about the newer ones, but the original one used fish oil, so it's a little tiny 
plastic bottle of fish oil. Mm-hmm. I wonder if those little plastic bottles of fish oil are still any good. Oh, yeah, they're 100 percent good. Drink, just drink them straight, man. <laughs> I don't think that should be fish consumed. I disagree with Matt. Drink it up. Uh, Is there an expiration date on it? I would have to it? be. It would have to be like we know we're not getting any new food for like two weeks or a month after having gone through yeah. all of my canned right. food and my pastas and so forth. It doesn't anyway, have I was tested for the COVID and, uh, and congratulations for I guess. the antibodies. At least, uh, especially being tested. I'm just putting it right. You know, it, it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, it took, it literally took five minutes. It was nothing. You go in there, they, you know, do what they have to do. And, uh, you know. How, how long before you got the result? Ten minutes. Really? That fast? Yeah. The, the wow. antibody one's fast. The COVID right. one is the one that takes a few days. The antibody one, because it's a blood, it's basically a blood test. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, there's all talk that, uh that this this batch of testing that's going around is about 78% accurate as opposed to the 96. But, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I just wanted to go. They uh, they sent me an email saying, you want to come in to do that? I was like, yeah, I do want to do that. Why not? Why yeah. uh, why the shit not? Matt, are, should we take a, a break, Matt? Uh, our, guest or, not, our guest is not here yet. Oh, okay. As far as I can tell. Um, no. But uh, uh, it was, so where did you... I would think that that would be anxiety producing to go into a lab or where where did you go to do it 7-eleven by <laughs> just running a corner here 7-eleven they're selling masks out there they're selling nice. uh, hand sanitizer and uh no i went to uh you know a um a a, a clinic on venice boulevard, uh, boulevard a, a place that i go to mm-hmm. uh on a regular basis and uh not, not that regular but a place that i've been to and there was one other uh, human being in there, mm-hmm. and that person was there. Was the truth is there was one person leaving as I got there, and one person arriving as I was leaving. So they have everybody mm-hmm. spaced out where you are not. Uh, that's good, really. And then, and they bring you into a room immediately. Like you're not in the waiting room mm-hmm. oh, at all. Good. Like you the, right into the room. And uh, I did. T- I did say to the uh, young ladies behind the desk. Uh, I said, ladies, I'm 100% positive that I'm going to come back with a positive result here. So if you guys want to bet money against that, now's the time. And then when I walked out with my negative result, I was like, did anybody take that bet? Tell me nobody took that bet. <laughs> and uh, I think one woman enjoyed my humor of the, of the three behind the counter. The doctor did. The doctor was uh, uh, very much enjoyed my I'm sucking on a, uh, a toilet bowl disc. Uh, to uh, hopefully get rid of it, the, my Clorox <laughs> disc. She enjoyed that joke. Uh, oh, we know your doctor, right? Vinny Boombots? I go to Boombots. He sends over an email, you know, Boombots at uh, AOL.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's got uh, one he of want the, you to give out that email, Jimmy? It seems like he would want to keep that secret. I'm only mentioning it because it's one of the first emails and uh, he's not updated it and he refuses to. I go, yeah, yeah. come on, doctor. You, nobody uses that kind of email anymore. He's like, Can I love it. Can you still use AOL as an email address? What? I have an AOL email. Yeah. Yeah, that still works. Yeah, absolutely. It's the one I use for. Well, I'm not going to say what I use it for, but it's it's porn. It just can, we, can we guess? <laughs> can we guess? <laughs> well, I don't want people trying to fish it for whatever, but it's just it's my throwaway porn. one now. I just use for you porn. know Q-Non. mailing lists or whatever. Porn, mm-hmm. right? Q-Non. Deep, deep state. Mm-hmm. Got uh, it. Yeah. Dark web. Know, prison planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, before porn. we take our break, I want to point out I'm wearing a uh, another Mario DiGiorgio one uh, uh, lemon iced <laughs> what tea. Does that say? Oh, that one's great. It says Purell the Earth. Purell the Earth based on the Sherman Williams logo from yeah, way back is. in the day. And uh, that's one of the great shirts that uh, Mario has for sale. And also uh, he is the guy that makes our uh, Never Not Funny uh, premium, uh, the platinum shirts that uh, you can get if you subscribe to the uh, the tier, uh, the uh, plus or the primo. 
which of course I want to point out we are doing extra episodes each week we uh, doing the isolation files where if you are a member of any level of the platinum you get that extra episode which is just a uh, another episode of us having some fun and then also there's it comes along with some live streaming stuff and and other stuff if you take a look at nevernotfunny.com you will see all the stuff that that comes with uh so join in people are having a good time with the isolation files and um we do have a live stream coming up i want to say later on in the week here right we've uh, i guess this week's isolation files is going to be a yeah, live thurs- stream thursday yeah so thursday at uh you, so if you are a primo plus or platinum member uh look for an email or and or a tweet coming from garen did we set uh, the did, time can we just say i don't know if we should set that time just yet okay because i don't uh i don't know all right well we'll yeah, but, we'll blast but out so an this, email on wednesday well wednesday you'll you'll have gotten the email yeah. by now yeah, saying what true. time it is but if you haven't or maybe you went to your spam or whatever look for it if you're listening to this and uh anyway uh we'll be doing that the live stream uh version of the isolation files this week so get on board with Amtrak, it's something about a train that's magic. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. Ben Schwartz is joining us. Haven't seen Ben in a while. Mm, yeah. uh, it's going to be nice to have Ben join us from whatever uh, beautiful home. His uh, many, many movie appearances have gotten him since the last time we uh, saw him when he was just a guy at the UCB who was doing okay. Uh, so uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, not the other thing that I've been saying. (laughs) Right. That's when you go on and on about Shopify, you you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about and then people would say, well, why why is he talking about POS? Like what? Yeah. they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much uh, as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something and then Matt responds. And it's very, very, never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> 
Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Uh, Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And uh, look, I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, that was your... Your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't. It's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure from longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you, so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates. That's exactly right. By the way, we have tickets for the opera coming up. I'm going to hire somebody to go in my place. <laughs> uh, that is my passion. My passion for the opera is to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, indeed. Welcome back to the program, episode 2609. Now, listen, this is exciting. As I said before the break, this guy hasn't been with us in a while. He's uh, the last time he was with us. He was a young kid, maybe even just taking classes at the UCB, struggling, (laughs) right? Basically living in a tent uh, outside of Middle Ditch's house. But now he's gone on to be in movies, even his voice in that Sonic movie that my family and I enjoyed. Um, uh, Our buddy Ben Schwartz is back. Hi, Ben. Hey, and thanks so much, Jimmy, for sending me a text after you saw Sonic telling me you enjoyed it. Uh, that would have meant a lot if you did that. So thank you for never doing it and for only telling me right now in front of a lot of people. Did I not do that? No, Jimmy, you didn't. I think the last, the only text you give me is, hey, man, can you do the show? We need you this time. I think that's the last one I got before this. So I really appreciate it. Uh, you know what? Let me, uh, you know, first of all, uh, I got the feeling the last time we spoke that maybe you were a little tired of me. So I, uh, <laughs> I may have thought that maybe I was uh, maybe ex- uh, uh, no, you can scroll. Uh, like, you scrolling, baby. I know you're looking for a baby, but it's not there, baby. No, no, I know it's not there. <laughs> I, I, I'm acknowledging it's not there, but I think it's because I truly thought like I was maybe uh, oh, oh, uh, taking advantage of my texting communication with Ben Schwartz. Whoa, You've become Jimmy. a big star. You've Jimmy. become a big star. You're hanging out with Billy Crystal. You don't have time for me anymore. Jimmy, you're the Billy Crystal of podcasting. <laughs> Does Billy know that? Does Billy comfortable with that? No, he wouldn't be comfortable with that. Uh, hey, I know for a fact, he would not be comfortable with that. <laughs> he would not be. He does not care for me. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm bad either. I bet he would love you. You guys would get along great. I I agree with you on that. And I know some people have some uh, mixed reviews on their experiences with Billy Crystal, but there was oh, something. I am here to set the record straight that he is. He was so amazing on the movie, so kind, so supportive, and he. Uh, we've stayed friends. He, I can't. I did, I could not have had a better experience with him. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you then, and, and you know that I, mean, I like to keep in contact, and I won't overuse uh, this. If you could send me his phone number so I could text him. <laughs> yeah, let, of course. Uh, Are you going to text him and tell me you like Sonic? I'm going to say, hey, did you see Sonic? Our buddy Ben's terrific in it. Yeah. Right. All right. I'll give you his number so you do that, I guess. But anytime you want to like give me an accolade or just like a, a great job or something like that. I, you know what? I, I will say this. I apologize for not having done that because I thought you were terrific, and my family and I enjoyed the movie very much. Jimmy, uh, I'm kidding. I don't care. Of course I don't care. I love sounds- that you saw it, though. We saw it. Listen, my son. Uh, all right. Full disclosure. My son thought he was going to be a little too old for it and uh, went in very uh, hesitantly. And he walked out uh, maybe feeling the same way. He's, uh, <laughs> he's 22 years old. Maybe I shouldn't have brought him. Full disclosure. Uh, Full disclosure. Yeah, I, I think I, I think of the family. I think I may have enjoyed it uh, most of all, to be honest. Oh, great. I love it. Get the uh, family on the line. 
Uh, hang on. You want you want to hear uh, Oliver's uh, review? Do you want a, an honest review of it? Oh, yeah, no. I would love to get Oliver on the phone. All right, hang on. Review of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> hey, Oliver. <laughs> this could this could go very badly. This could go. This could break bad. <laughs> Listen, this is a part of it. You can't. Not everybody's gonna like something, but I've, I have a good feeling. Now, here's the thing. Oliver is in. Oh, class. first of all, Oliver, how great is Ghostbusters? Yeah. Oh, I really like it. Uh, can, <laughs> here, put this. Oh, he's right. a pro. He's already a pro. He knows where the microphone is. He knows how to pop into the ear. <laughs> oh, he's been. By the way, he's been. He's been uh, becoming. Uh, I'll say it. Way too much a part of the show since this uh, quarantine has happened. May I ask? May I talk to him for one second, Jimmy Pardo? Is that yes. Okay? Get in here, Oliver. How are you? My name is Ben. How you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm a big fan, actually. Oh, your dad has trained you well, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, I heard, and this is this segment is called uh, Oliver tells the truth. So know that your father is 100% keeping track if you are telling the truth. So I need you to be truthful here, okay? Yeah. Okay, Oliver, we're friends now. You and I, we're very close. Yeah. I'm way above Matt already. It took about two seconds and I'm like leagues above Matt, right? Fair. Okay. We'd be great if you said Matt who, but that's fine. All right, so I heard that you saw the film Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay, I need you to give me an honest review from Oliver. This is the truth segment of what you thought about Sonic the Hedgehog. I did like it. I f- feel like it should have sounded more like you, Sonic himself. I feel like... A little bit more Jewish? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, I thought that there was like some moments that were like really funny. Oh, uh, did you know that- who the villain was? Did you know who that was? Or was yeah. that... You knew who Jim Carrey was? Yeah. Okay, and how old are you, Oliver? Uh, I'm actually 12. Oh, congratulations on your bar mitzvah coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing any of that nonsense. <laughs> not doing any of that nonsense. All right, out of out of one to ten, Oliver's, how many would you give it? Out of one to ten, me's. <laughs> uh, I've never rated something in me's before. So this is the time. How many of yous equals that movie? Uh. Seven? Seven Olivers. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. Solid. It was fun. That's the highest score anybody's ever gotten on the Oliver chart. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right, give me that. All right. I heard that Sprint. they're they're talking about Thanks, replacing Oliver. they're talking about replacing the Oscar with the Oliver. So that's Is that true? That, that's exciting. Oh, you just wow. got seven of them. It's so close to the Olivier. It's like two letters <laughs> off. Yeah. It is. And uh and honestly, worth more because the the kid's honest. He's not doing anything for political uh, reasons or yeah. any I can't of, believe it. I can't believe uh, it. You know what, Ben? That is exactly what he said when we left. He said that he so enjoys you and your comedy that he 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 wished that it was more Ben Schwartzy. Uh, than what is it was. he old enough to watch that I'm in Parks? I'm as confused. Oh yeah, Parks. Yeah, yeah, Parks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say. He's not coming to my Largo shows, is he? Uh, he goes every Sunday. You guys do it. Big fan Sometimes of do it on Saturday, but uh, there you go. Uh, well done. I drop him off because I'm not interested. Of course, uh, I've seen enough of your bullshit. Um, I actually, this is the truth, Ben. Out of the out of you and Middle Ditch, there's one of you guys I don't care for, so I can't stomach that show. Sure, 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 sure. sure. Uh, and I'll let you decide which one it is. Yeah, of course, um, I'll try to figure it out. But that was his. That was his take. And then he's also seen you on Conan and stuff like that. Kid, yeah. what a sweet kid. Yeah. Smart too, fast, smart, funny already, huh? He's good. He's gonna and thank God I've got about six months left in this business, Tom. <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna carry me. Uh and the sooner the better. Um I get it. I yeah, get it. He'll be holding he, that comedy coffin while with a mic in one hand. You're <laughs> coughing in one hand and mic in the other. That's him. He uh, you know what they, he and my wife have become obsessed with Flight of the Concords. That's what they are watching oh. now. And um Fantastic. I hear nothing but laughter from the other room, and uh, I, I don't care for that because I don't like foreigners, but uh, uh, so I don't watch the show at all. Um, 
but every time I, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, anyway, Ben Ben does have that new special on Netflix, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, which uh, uh, this was interesting, Ben. I, I always get a kick out of this when I see a uh, a friend's name pop up in a uh, in an unexpected place. Uh, one of the new, I think, is one of the White House press pool guys that I follow on Twitter. Uh, uh, tweeted out how much he was laughing and enjoying it, and it uh, and it took him away from the nightmare that was the, the oh. ble- Bleachgate or whatever that day was. That makes uh, me so happy. I didn't yeah. know about that. That's I forget so- who it was. It might have been. It, it might have been Brian Karam. Was it Barack Obama? <laughs> I think it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> All I care about. There's like a. I, I texted Thomas the other day. This is considered a failure until Barack Obama says he enjoyed our special and does an impression of something. <laughs> You're really aiming high, though, Ben. Yeah, that's, that's right? the joke. That's the joke, Jim. Just go go with the Ted Cruz. Maybe go, go lower. <laughs> go with a guy that might appreciate what you're doing. Obama's not going to like your nonsense. Oh, man. I tried no, to- he likes a more highbrow thing. That's how that's he's a former resident of Chicago. Yeah, I guess you're right. And the, you you watching The Last Dance? Is anybody watching The Last Dance talking about Chicago and sports or no? I haven't started it yet. I'm so psyched for it, though. Was, Are you loving it? It's great. Do you guys care about sports or not really? Or is that just a Matt thing? I, I, oh. I was a huge Jordan fan. Like, he got me into the NBA when I was a kid. And so, yeah. I, you I played in the NBA? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> you got him into it he, as a kid. <laughs> he, That's incredible. He was, so, he was so popular, he was able to just take one kid uh, from Massachusetts That's... and just put him in the league. This is like, the, this is the plot for that movie, Eddie, but with, a, <laughs> with an athlete instead of a coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a, it was a thrill. It was a real. By thrill. the way, can we agree that Jordan probably did have that juice? That if he said for one game, I want this kid to be on the roster, they would go, "Yeah, yeah. you got it, Mike. Whatever you need, twenty three. Let's do this thing." <laughs> right That's in the starting lineup. Yeah, Tony Kukoc uh, is on the bench. I could take Kukoc. Guy was overrated. <laughs> um, as as a reminder, there's nothing more infuriating than being from Chicago and nobody knowing how to pronounce Kukoc uh, and and so everybody saying it differently, even in the same conversation. Is that not correct? <laughs> No, no, Kukoc is the way that it is, but people would go, yeah, so I'm watching the game last night in Kukic. Nope. They, he, he, you're talking to him. Hey, Tony Kukic. Oh, uh, it's pronounced Kukoc. Yeah, Kukic. Like, they, no, no dumb Chicagoan would ever catch on to how to say it. I kind of love it. I'm very proud of where I'm from. Now, Jimmy, may I ask you a segment called I Need Jimmy to Be Truthful as well? Yes. Did you watch any of the specials? I knew you didn't because you asked me what the name of the specials were before we got on. I wanted confirmation. <laughs> I wanted confirmation. You know what? Here's the thing, Ben. In this weird quarantine world that we're in, uh, you were doing everything as a family. And I, and I was going to ask you on the air, do you think it's, it's safe for Oliver? By the way, uh, 12, I think he's a little young for it, but he's very hip. The, but the problem is this, which is funny because sometimes some of my friends will bring their kids uh, to the shows and they ask me what age is right. Uh, which could be this, although I feel like you never really go dirty when you do stand up, Jimmy. I don't feel like, uh, but like for improv, you never know when something goes really, you can go really blue and there's nothing that's terribly blue, but there's, you know, there's some curse words and some, you know, R rated stuff. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I never what, I never know what the age is for improv where people, cause you never know what you're going to talk about. I don't know what the line is, but so far nobody who's brought their kids has had any problem. I'd say like 15, probably 15, 16, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think comedically Oliver is probably at 15 or 16. I think uh, he's quick, man. He played that game so well. He gets Listen, he gets it. Again, he's going to be carrying me. He he did come to see, and I, we talked about it before. He came to see me do uh, a couple of sets over the summer. He came with me to the improv a couple of times. Then he saw a full set at the flappers in Burbank 
where I'm not kidding, Ben, I said fuck no less than 7,000 times. Really? <laughs> and every time I would say it, I'd go, your kid's here. And I'd go, anyway, so then this fucking guy, your kid's here. Like, well, that's part, that becomes part of the game of that whole set then. The idea yeah. that your set has to be tailored to the most unusual thing in the room, which is your kid is in the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he's not immune to that kind of language. And of course, uh, uh, I've become a little too lax with it around the house, to be honest with you. I, I, I need to tighten some buttons my on parents cursed very very early very they, there's a there's a story i could tell if please. i may guys i'm, be, I'm begging you to all right there's a story I, I went to i was in public schools in the bronx growing up in a place called riverdale so i went to ps24 my mom was a school teacher there she was a music teacher uh which she's still a music teacher she'd been teaching for 50 years in public schools in the bronx wow. it's pretty incredible and so um i was in kindergarten way too young to be cursing way too young and uh, next to me was someone who I became very close with because we both like Nintendo. His name was Shigeki. Didn't speak a word of English. Never learned how to speak English. It's kindergarten and nobody in his house speaks English. So, but we, I would go to his house and I'd play video games and he'd come to my house and we barely, we wouldn't say like, we're, and which I always thought, I never realized till later in life how beautiful that was. <laughs> um, so I'm in the back. My family curses a lot. I'm in the back next to Shigeki. We share a table or next to each other. And for some reason, I say shit at the top of my lungs as a kindergartner, which is very young. I go shit. And the teacher was like, also because she knows my mom. So it's even more like she goes, Benjamin. And then I said, Shigeki did it. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know how funny that was until my mom found out and she was dying and told my dad and he was dying. But you can't curse, but they like. You know, like when you're young and you start to see like you can get away with you can get away with shit if you're a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first ones that I didn't know I did something funny because I literally was trying to put the blame on whoever <laughs> next to me. Right. But it was the person who's never spoken a word of English in his entire life would yell out <laughs> shit for no reason. <laughs> I, if a great story, I'm going to give it nine Olivers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what gets that 10. Oh, right. you're going to, it may happen this episode. If that, it's if we're building to like something that's really specific to Oliver, like what's his interest, like Yu-Gi-Oh or magic or like, um, he is into magic. He's very much into yeah, magic. There you go. See, it has to be that. We uh, talk about magic in one of the specials. Uh, how many specials are there? there? Thank you for doing your research. There are three specials on Netflix. They're all 50 minutes each. We get a suggestion from the audience and we talk to an audience member, have a conversation for about five minutes. Then we make up an entire show where we play every single character. Love it. Um, so it's like a good, uh, or it's the, it's a good representation of our version of what long form improv is. And a lot of people, um, don't quite know what long form improv is. So at the beginning of the show, we try to explain, which is the same thing we do when we go on tour. Someone brought this up, but I thought it was pretty interesting. They're like, uh, standups, don't have to say, hey, I'm about to tell jokes. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good note. I was like, we have to do it because there's not enough representation of what we do. When we go to these theaters, all they see is Middle Ditch and Schwartz. And maybe they're buying it because they're like Parks or Silicon Valley. Uh, they don't know exactly what's going to happen. Or if we say improv, they think whose line is it anyway, which we loved growing up. But this is a very different thing than that. So uh, we, we explain it and we get into it. And uh, I cannot tell you how. We feel so lucky. The reception has been, we thought people were either going to not care or make fun of it, but people have been so, like exactly what you said with that White House tweet. That's incredible. Like it's been that belly laugh type thing. And I can't believe that people are connecting with it so much. It makes me so happy. Oh, that's great. It, uh, we're going to watch. I, I, I guarantee this. We're going to watch one minimum one of them tonight. Jimmy, can I tell you this? Yeah. Love a text from you after you see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to abuse that privilege. I don't want to. Uh, you know, I, I just hope you could hear my text past your hair. That's my concern, Ben. <laughs> I know. I put a hat on. It was looking bad today. Yeah, you, hey, hey uh, Jimmy. Yeah. 
Uh, it turns out that, uh, kind of just by happenstance, because I didn't know that this was it was a thing, uh, I actually watched one of the episodes last night on- Elliot! Yeah, Elliot. And, and I've, done, I've done a little bit of improv in my time, and one of the things I've noticed about improv is that it's very hard to put on television. Uh, you guys did a really good job. Thanks, man. That You're was welcome. A, uh, th- what do you think of the special? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I saw the I saw the wedding. Oh yeah, that's I the one that I watched. Yeah. And uh, and I I liked your conceit. I don't want to give anything away because I think it's fun to discover it. Yeah, you um, discover it with us, which I think is the most yep. exciting part of watching this. Is that we're making it up, and so the audience, while you're watching, you're watch. You, we're on the same exact page as you are. We know nothing more than you. There's nothing planned. Right. So I think there's like an excitement, and that's how we get. The other thing that we did, Elliot, was um, uh, we got nine cameras. We have yes, cameras, so. I noticed that, and that was yeah. very smart. It was we very put smart. Our money, we did, you know, we did, you know, it was very hard to sell this. Uh, very hard to sell this because to yep. even when we sold at Carnegie Hall, we got told no to everybody because what we're doing is we're saying trust us with an hour of your time. Uh, the the studio and they go, okay, well, what's it going to be about? Like we literally have no idea. <laughs> right, yeah. It could be about any. It could literally be about anything. Yeah. And it was very hard for someone to be the first to do that. Like there've been a Ascat has a has a special on uh, Bravo and TJ and Dave who are two phenomenal improvisers from Chicago, old school, long like they do very patient improv legends. They have a documentary, and I did something for Showtime, which was House of Lies Live, but it included people who've never done improv before. It was just like getting the whole house live cast to do improv. This is like, this is what we do. This is our show. We, this is what yeah. we tour with. We're trying to show you exactly what it is. So in terms of specials, it's a big deal for long form if it does well. Um, so we're hoping that it does well enough that it opens up the gates uh, for other people. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the other tricky thing is normally with long form, in my experience, you know, most long form, five, six, eight people, uh, it's just the two of you. Uh, there's a few folks in Los Angeles who can do it, but you guys you nailed it. And I'm very jaded about watching improv on television. Oh, thanks. We are very interested to hear from people like you exactly like that. Uh, We haven't heard from the improv community as much, but the thing that's been so cool is that the stand-up community, which oftentimes makes fun (laughs) of improv or... No, that can't be. It's like never like uh those like berbigley has been tweeting about it who in my head is one of the best storytellers out right now mm-hmm. Agreed. And stuff like that so the idea that people that i look up to that are doing stand-up that oftentimes don't mix with improv they're connecting with it is huge like can even like ken marino who's done every sketch and movie thing in the world loved it and stuff like that. so it's been very nice to hear that stuff as well um that it's connecting in that way you know what it is for me, Ben? I have not uh, watched this yet because, again, I don't care for one of the cast members. But uh, I'll watch it with Oliver tonight just to make him happy. Um, I, wait, wait, by the way, Elliot, you've seen that episode. Just so I don't want to make I don't want to steer Jimmy incorrectly. Can Oliver watch that episode, do you think, or no? I don't quite not, remember. Ninety-five percent of it, there's, there's the, two, the two sixth graders. That part of the story, I'm not... What do you oh, think? yeah, I think... Uh, uh, Jimmy, you're going to be fine, I think. But you okay. should maybe you watch it first. I think he'll love it. I think he's going to love it too. He's, uh, he's watched R-rated and, comedy movies, so like, and he's watched. Yeah, like, does he watch like R-rated movies? Will he watch Bridesmaids or something like that? Uh, I don't think Bridesmaids is uh, appropriate at this point. Well, we did just watch Scarface over the weekend, so <laughs> no, I think, not. no, of course not. Oh. No, <laughs> not the worst father in the world. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys remember your first uh, R-rated experience as a kid? That really do what, what do you? Yeah, think about? I, I I saw Trading Places when I was like oh. ten. And that's got boobs and lots of, you know, I, got, I, I was like Eddie Murphy's like my hero. And uh, but it's so inappropriate for a 10 year old. It's inappropriate for a 12 or 13 year old. It's it's a crazy yeah. movie. 
But it's still, uh, it's still my favorite movie comedy, I think, of all time. Of all time, Trading Spaces? No, it's not called that. Trading yeah. Places. Trading Spaces. Trading spaces uh, <laughs> still gets a little dirty when they go into, depending that on the room. One, that that, that could be very filthy. What uh, We've talked about it many times, Ben. The first R-rated movie I saw was Shampoo. My dad took me to see the movie Shampoo. Oh, wow. And, um, was it in black and white? Uh, no, no, that's in color. It's a beautiful uh, Warren Beatty and, uh, but there, and Julie Christie. But there's some... Some sex in there. I've just been recommended two Warren Beatty movies. Go One ahead. was Reds, which I've never seen. It's good. It's long, but it's good. And then Heaven Can Wait, which I did watch. What'd you think of that? I remember just liking it. I, I uh, thought Warren Beatty was great, but um, this is like right now quarantine for me is like trying to get classics into me. I like mm. watched Taking a Pelham 123 with Mathow and was blown away. And I could not believe how good it was. And I was like, feed me those. So I emailed all my friends and got this great list together and Heaven Can Wait was on one of the lists. And I thought it was good, but it wasn't like, like the movies that we're going through, like the original producers still unbelievable. Right. And like mm-hmm. we're going through all that stuff. Odd Couple still unbelievable. And then that one was good, but it wasn't like, you know, those. I'll agree with that. I, uh, that's kind of how I always felt. I even remember at the time uh, when everybody was raving about it, because uh, I'm much older than you. Mm-hmm, uh, and, uh, you know, I saw it. Uh, and we, at first, I was surprised they were talking. I've never seen a movie where people talked in it. Usually, yeah, uh, you've only seen that railroad one where it goes right uh, towards the screen. Of course. You got a guy <laughs> playing an organ while that happens, and that, yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah, going yeah. to the theater. That's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Now I got them talking up there like uh, warlocks. Yeah, what are you paying for if not the pianist? You thought the money was going right to the pianist. I always thought it was him. He's making the yeah. bucks. Yeah, of course. And he deserves it. He tickles all 88 of those things. All of them. He doesn't leave. Not one is excluded. Um, uh, but Just to circle back and finish, but my take on whatever I watch long-form improv, like what you guys are doing, uh, is I, I don't do that. I do, you know, even though I improvise most of my stand-up set, uh, I don't do what you do. So I never feel jealous watching it. So I, I'm in, I'm impressed and I'm able to take a step back and go, well, you don't do this. So I can just watch it as a spectator. Whereas if I watch stand up, I will sometimes go, well, that's where the joke goes. That's where that goes. And, yeah. and so I don't get to enjoy it as much unless it's somebody like Mulaney's latest special, which is flawless. Yes, um, he's, he's a master. Or, I, I think it's probably you know? the same way for... Um if I had watched improv, I think also like, uh, I don't know if this is the same for standup, but I've done thousands of shows now. Like I've been doing it for 20 years. I know you've been probably doing it for twice as long as comedy for twice as long as me, but 20 years doing long form improv, which is like, so I've seen 1 billion shows. <laughs> so I never go see improv because I've done so much with so many different people. And so I wonder if that could be, maybe improvisers aren't as, a, I don't know, but I know like the people coming up have been very excited and they're breaking it down and they're asking like heady questions, which never happens because there's so few examples of it that someone could rewatch something and ask a question, right. which also brought so much pressure to the specials. We, so the way that I sold it, which you might find interesting is that, um, although it was very difficult to sell, the way that Thomas and I sold it was that um, stand-ups could record. Although Jimmy, by the way, the way that I didn't know that all your stuff is improvised. I wasn't aware of that. I thought you came in with like bullet points and try to. Well, I have bullet points, but uh, but I try to improvise most of the set. That's great. I love that idea. That makes it exciting. It also probably makes it exciting for you after doing it for so long, right? If I need to hear my act one more time, I'll throw myself <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, and, and my audience will be uh, jumping right along with me. Like so. lemmings, like that video game <laughs> yes. lemmings. Yep. Um, like, God, I'm okay. really breaking up. Old, it, well done. Uh, so the way that we sold it, and uh, I think which helped the pitch quite a bit, was that 
when stand-up does it, when a stand-up uh, comedian does a special, they usually need six to eight months to generate material. They work it all around. And then they have uh, one or two nights of filming the same exact set and you edit those together. So you get two nights, one or two nights of filming. Sometimes it's one, you just do two shows. Uh, sometimes it's two. Um, although Mulaney, I think it's six. He's a, a genius. Also, the fact they did in Radio City, that's like, uh, I loved it. But so, um, yeah, I did that. At, so m- my pitch with Thomas was, you give us two nights. We'll do two shows every night. Every single one of those shows is a different special. You're going to get, so I said, if you give us four, let us cut one. So, so there's not every moment is so pressure. So we know that one of those specials we can just get rid of. We'll air three. Uh, we'll give you three separate specials. And we shot them all within 27 hours. So like, you know, the first one was at seven the last one ended at whatever 11 the next night. And that was it. That's yeah. all we had. And, um, whatever happens in the special is what's in there. We cut out a lot of the talk with the crowd at the beginning. Cause I was afraid that if someone pressed play and just saw middle and Schwartz and didn't know what this was, they would think the whole special is just crowd work. And I was like, no, they wouldn't wait enough to get to the actual improv show. Mm-hmm. So, um, we made sure we cut like 10 or 12 minutes from that. Netflix has to keep it under an hour. We made little trims almost all to the beginning. And then what it is, is what it is. But that's the biggest selling point was, you know, you give us, just give us a shot. You know, we're not getting paid a ton. Just give us a shot. Uh, as you can see, we put almost all of our money into the cameras because we're like, we're going to make sure that every angle is done. So when we edit this, we can cinematically make it feel like you're watching a real thing. And it's not just a wide the whole time. So, um, uh, so that's kind of what it is. The biggest, I think the biggest selling point for them, because, you know, Netflix really need, or is looking for content is, we can give you three times the amount of specials for the same exact amount of time and less money than you're paying uh, mm-hmm. other people. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it. I hear good things. I, I uh, this news reporter won't shut up about it. I think he should Who focus on his I job. Can't wait to find out. <laughs> I, wa- I want to say it's Brian Karam, but I could be wrong about that name. Okay. Uh, but it was again. It was, I, I always I get a kick out of that whenever I see against uh, a, a friend's name pop up in an unexpected place. Uh, and right. I, admittedly, I get a little jealous because uh, what the fuck did it take to mention me? That's what I, uh, that's what I immediately <laughs> thought. I never think that. I never think that. Why would? Were you very competitive coming up in real in real life or no? Um, I I don't know if I'm competitive as much as I'm uh, uh, bitter after the fact. Um, I don't I. Uh, I don't. I was never really competitive as a stand-up. We were all kind of supportive of each other when I started. And there mm-hmm. would be the, hey, how'd you get that? As we all, you know, every comic would be, hey, I'm working at Zany's. Oh, how'd you get that booking? Like that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, and then you quickly realize uh, to stop saying that as you, you know, it's, if you're still saying that after 20 years, there's something wrong with you. Uh, yeah. I got it because I'm doing comedy and I'm doing it well. That's how I got it. And Sarah once gave me, Sarah Silverman gave me a great line once because I'm, I'm sure everybody on this thing has had a version of this work. I'll have a show and I'll think it's pretty good. Uh, and some, but not great. And someone will come up to me and my default is, Oh, I'm not great at getting compliments. So my mm-hmm. default will be to kind of shit on myself. Or if I really didn't think so, I'd be like, I'd be like that show was great. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I get, uh, yeah. Like we had a tough landing. It was a rough landing at the end. I wish we called back some stuff. And I, I think Sarah was either around once or she told me afterwards, she goes, why would you do that? That person had a great time watching your show. They loved it. And now you're making them feel like they're wrong. And I was like, that's yeah. so interesting. So I'm still bad at it because I think it's partially because I get embarrassed. Uh, unless I know that we had like a, we crushed. Unless I was like, yeah, that was a really, I'll say like, that was a really fun one. But if there's any little thing in my head that makes it feel like it wasn't a great show, 
I'll always let it out. And I'm trying to be better at holding that stuff in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I And I'm sad to say that I do not remember the person that told me this, but I passed it down to Matt when we do live shows and stuff like that. Uh, same deal. I was doing a show once and. You know, I thought it was okay, and the guy, people were walking past me, and I, I was just, I was the opening act to somebody, and and they were like, "Great show, great show." I'm like, "Oh, you know what? You should have been here last night. Last night was a better show." Yes, I've done and, that before. And the the, the headliner put, pulled me aside and said exactly what Sarah said to you. Why they they liked it? Why are you convincing them that they didn't like that? They they didn't see last night, and maybe last night was better to you. But to them, they enjoyed this. So shut up. I know. And, I, I'm trying to get better at it. It's but it's still hard. It's like uh, you know, you still do the thing. Oh yeah, we saw you in Vegas. Oh, what show did you see? You're like you, like you <laughs> yeah. want it to be the one that you liked, but uh, but also I think there's a I, I, that's exactly the reason for me. But also there's a, a a part of me that's like um, if someone says great show and you're like I know right, like <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be icky if someone? Oh, it'd be like, horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, you got that right, buddy. Yeah, like I think it's just like a thing. It's just saying thank you. I think yeah, is the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah, glad glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 move yeah on. That's right. That's right, Matt. I've shared that with you. you I've have, taught yeah. you that lesson. I've took you under my wing and mm-hmm. taught you. Yeah. It is, hey, is Karen going to say something insane at the end, like the joke to end everything? <laughs> <laughs> he's been writing down like here's like some he buttons it ideas. He's been working on the entire time. Yeah. Garen's yeah. job is to take notes and chime in from time to time. Don't put that kind of pressure. Garen, on this is what I need for you, baby. <laughs> By the way, I never use the word baby. You've ever. used it nine times it's this episode. Out, out of control. To me, I thought it was funny to call you baby. This little idiot kid calling a, a person who's done comedy twice as long. But yeah, it's, it's not twice as long. Stop making yeah, me. You're whenever jimmy says the goodbye or whatever you know his classic to get rid of me i would love if you just threw that one great great joke or great piece at the end you don't have to tell us what it is but right when jimmy says goodbye i need you to just be really funny because you haven't said anything this whole time just give me a I, thumbs up I, I will do my best for you thank you so much Karen Koppel. i appreciate it <laughs> Uh, ben Schwartz is our guest. He's got the three great specials over there on the Netflix, uh, Middle Dish and Schwartz. We're going to watch one tonight, The Wedding, I'm told to watch. Um, he's also... Now, Ben, I was going to ask you this before we get... We got to get into our trivia at some point as well. But I wanted to ask, are you part of the Parks and Rec reunion show that's happening? Oh, I'm not allowed to say. But I will say this. Oh, I my, see. Okay. My hair is... If if I was on it, they could not have picked a better time. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice. My hair has never been this crazy ever, so... Uh, but Jealous. it's this Thursday, and it's uh, it. I will be watching. I you, cannot wait to see it. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. And look, look, here's the thing that I would uh, probably should have texted you, but I'll tell you now. Uh, my favorite character. That was my favorite character on the series. Come uh, on, it was no. no I'm not uh, with, with uh, by leaps and bounds. You're very kind. Um, Although now it sounds like you're shitting on everybody else. Yeah, it kind of sounded like that. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, you like the one no. recurring guy who was in, you know, <laughs> showed up in season three or whatever. Although you know what that said, you know who else I loved? I love when Billy Eichner showed up. I liked you and yeah. Billy Eichner were my two favorite parts of that show. And he's really funny. Uh, it made me laugh every single time because. Uh, do you think Billy Eichner could do Billy on the Street anymore? Probably never again. Oh wow! I Ooh. never didn't think about right? that. Right. Well, it'd be, it'd be a while. It'd be a while. Although it'd New York. If anybody, if any, if any city would kind of go, all right. Oh, fuck that. by the way, you're right. I, I, my friends in New York are telling me that no, everybody's running around. It's crazy out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. Too fake. But although at the same time, when Conan O'Brien goes and does a remote, people are excited that it's him. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of coming at it from a different angle as opposed to just this guy you don't know attacking you on the street. Now it's like I'm going to get attacked by Billy Eichner. Yes, and then you want to play along, right? Couldn't that be the 
It could be. I was talking about just that health wise. Health wise, you can't. Oh, I see what you're, you're talking yeah. down during during the COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like no! But I can see I can see him playing the twenty feet away joke. Yeah, I think that'll be great. When you do you think, think we're allowed to start performing again in live venues? Hear me out. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I we got something booked. We we really we, want to make this we happen. We got something booked, and we can't we can't uh, we can't break this contract, right, yeah. man? Um, what do you think? Mid mid July is my guess uh, before it's uh, maybe. I, I think probably. I think legally, I think you'll probably be able to book stuff by then. I don't think people will be comfortable till the end of the year. I, I think, but maybe I'm wrong. I think we have shows coming up at the end of the year, but. I have, I, it's just because we canceled them and they had to move them. Right. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea what it even yeah. looks like. Is it every other seat? I don't right. even know what it is now. Uh, you know, I was, we talked about this on the last episode. I was talking to a club owner talking about that, that it's going to, unless it's like you and you and your wife, otherwise it's going to have to be every other seat. Um, yeah. You know, and even that seems close, right? Um, yeah. It's close. I don't know feet. what I, all I heard though. And, and Matt, uh, you probably, this probably caught your ear as well is that, uh, uh, Ben's canceled gigs got moved to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. What happened to yours, Jimmy? <laughs> they just got canceled. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll circle back. That's what I got in that high pitch. I, I even read the high pitched in the text. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll circle back. Yeah, it's all going to work out. Oh, no. <laughs> look, I did not take it. I, I, I take it in that they don't know what the shit's going on. Well, I also think if you're, uh, what kind of venues are they? What, where are you playing? Oh, you know, comedy clubs. And, and I think mo- comedy clubs are going to be near impossible to open. You're so smushed. In I know, room. right? Yeah. It's really difficult. And also half of that is drinks. They're all the money is through drinks. Yeah. So it's like, how do, how do you serve drinks? Uh, it's going to be so interesting. Someone will figure out in a limbo version. And then, you know what I mean? Like purgatory version between this and that. And right. then there'll be whatever the norm is, but it's scary, man. Are you guys, are, do you guys talk about how anxious you are about all this stuff or how you feel? Uh, we talked about the uh, fact earlier, Garen is only, uh, he only really goes out. He's been to target twice and then he walks his dog. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the beach over the weekend and, uh, had a great time <laughs> splashed around with some strangers. <laughs> and, uh, and of course you got I got on one of those banana boats. <laughs> I got a banana boat. I brought, I go, come on, let's get as many people as we can on this thing. Let's take a uh, little, uh, Fun uh, times. Spin around the ocean. Uh, you know, I'm going to Target. I'm doing what needs to be done. But, uh, you know, uh, it depends on the day. Uh, you know, some days I feel like uh, everything's fine. And then the next day I feel like uh, I, I want to just sit and, and cry in my chair. You know what I mean? Yep. Not that I'm RG Bunker that I have my chair. That's not like a... Uh, right? Isn't that how we are, Matt? Elliot, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's different. I don't know. This may be too too personal to ask, Ben, but are you alone in quarantine or do you have someone with you? This is going to blow your mind. I'm living in a fraternity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a horrible time for that. Oh There's God. 35 other dudes here. Wow. We're just, we're getting, we're having so much fun. Yeah. That's good. Uh, no, I'm not alone, which makes it which makes it yeah. 20. And there's a dog in this house. So it's like. That's good. I Those two things. I will say that I'm pretty good. We, I've also been lucky that it, um, I've randomly been busy because we've been doing all of our press from Millage and Schwartz and we had Sonic Press and I'm writing. But the weekend, yesterday was my first, like, I had like a sad, I had my sad day yesterday where I, I woke up, I had a free day and it was just, my mind is just, mm-hmm. it was just sad. It was such a weird feeling and I can't even point to what was making me sad. Yeah. It wasn't the, the drinking disinfectant. It wasn't like looking at the numbers, which every night I, I had to stop watching certain things and I had to stop reading certain things before bed yeah. or I would have nightmares and it would wake me up. So, um, 
but yesterday was my sad day, but I w- I've been pretty good up until then. Little anxiety, b- bouts of anxiety or sleep has really been, my sleep patterns have really been messed with. Yeah. Sleep has been, in fact, I woke up today and, and said to myself, I think I'm going to take a sleeping pill tonight because my sleep has just been atrocious. Just Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, Are you guys having vivid dreams? Very like you can remember your dreams? And no, I'm not having that. You're not having bad dreams, Matt? I'm that not, seems to be a, cur- a common thing. There was yeah, no, Matt, you've never had a dream before. I, I just nod when people talk about them. I'm like, it sounds cool. It's like a movie, but it's a, and, yeah. and when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I, when you heard MLK's speech, you didn't understand <laughs> what he was talking about. No, <laughs> yeah. I, but it, I mean, yeah, I, I learned about it in school and I memorized, you know, what, what I was supposed to feel. But <laughs> hey, hang on, guys. I have to very quickly. I have to not answer. Not a thing a serial, uh, serial killer would say. <laughs> yeah. I was I had a uh, yesterday. I just have moments of just being very angry and frustrated out of nowhere. Like yeah. uh, and yesterday. Yesterday, uh, my son's eighth birthday was on Saturday, and I think I, I hadn't. I was so focused on like uh, my wife and I were both very focused on making sure it was a great day for him. But when it was, oh, and I kept thinking, it oh, it was his birthday. Yeah, yeah, he turned eight on Saturday. Um, Does he like Sonic or Ducktales? <laughs> He's watched a little Ducktales. Yeah, he likes that. Uh, we haven't you seen Sonic yet. You want me to send him like a happy birthday voice note if he doesn't give? Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, he. I wanted to go see Sonic with him, but the we didn't get out before the before everything shut down. We didn't get a chance to go. Yeah, so. yeah. Go now, man. There's no crowd. <laughs> I I mean, it seems like if if they would just like let one group at a time like that's better than no people going to movies right if just one family goes to the movies yeah i mean you'll make money i guess you, you each get your own time hey, slot <laughs> to your point though matt what what it, that might be a good way to open up theaters it's like just limit it to 50 people at a time yeah. and scatter yourselves around so that it's okay right because 50 people in a movie theater assuming we're talking like a multiplex big, yeah you, you'd have a lot of room around you yeah, I, I think they're maybe that'll be the first step is finding a way. I think that's to, right. Yeah, well, the first step, theater, of course, is acceptance. Sure. One of my friends was saying that drive-ins would be coming. Oh back, yeah, which I thought would be a great idea. But yeah. then I was like, no, what happens when you have to go to the bathroom? Like then mm-hmm. the whole plan is over. You, you know gotta, what I mean? Like yeah, you can have a Bluetooth in your thing and get all the audio. And I love that. I love the idea of let's say it's the five of us. We're in our cars next to each other. And yeah. We can kind of have a shared experience. I actually love that. I used to love drive uh, yeah. driving when I was a kid. Um, but then, what about getting food? What about you know, like all these things? You yeah. have it just becomes. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's complicated. Uh, I agree with all of that. Uh, I used to like getting hand jobs at driving. Hey, let's take a break. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I misheard you. My thing. I think. I got oh no! It. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, everybody had audio trouble. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me give you the trivia oh. Uh, oh, yeah. category. Here's yep. your category. And Garen, how much are we playing for? Did somebody win last week? Well, oh, the, no, nobody the, won. The, last that, week was that crazy Abe Lincoln question. The trivia is just a $5. Yeah, but it doesn't go over. Oh, it's always $5. Well, That's right. We go to the yeah. Jeremy Herbal uh, trivia tea tin, and uh, you're going to get $5. So, Ben, you're going to bet between 0 and 25 um, uh, meaning if everybody gets it wrong, whoever has the lowest bet wins, right? Elliot, is that how the-, the lowest resulting amount. So, so if everybody gets it wrong and you bet zero, then you'd have 25 points. So then you would win. Got it. What's okay. the subject? The subject, and then we'll take a break. The subject, and we'll be back with more Ben Schwartz right after this, uh, is literature, literature. Oh boy. Get your bets ready. We'll be back. Never not funny. Oh. Coming back. 
Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Ben Schwartz is on Twitter at Rejected Jokes. He's also on Netflix with his friend Thomas Middleditch. Middleditch and Schwartz. That is the three-part uh, improv special that I'm very excited to watch. If you have Netflix, you can watch it, and uh, I recommend you do so. Also, check out, there's an indie film you can get on iTunes and Amazon, wherever you get uh, on-demand movies. There's a, uh, a movie he did with Billy Crystal called Standing Up, Falling Down, which we talk about a little bit later in the show, or maybe we've already talked about it. I don't know where you are in the show yet honestly but uh that sounded great and i'm gonna check that out as well of course sonic the hedgehog if you enjoy uh retro video games and ben's voice that's the place to go (laughs) sonic the hedgehog the movie and uh that's it for ben for never not funny we actually do have a live date sort of saturday may 2nd this saturday 7 30 p.m pacific time we are going to do a virtual live never not funny at flapperscomedy.com this is uh to raise money for the flappers staff all the great uh wait staff and people in the kitchen and uh people who take the tickets and everybody who does such a great job of keeping flappers going we are trying to support them during this time so uh, check out a live never not funny at um, uh on saturday may 2nd 7 30 pacific at flapperscomedy.com finally if you are a platinum plus or platinum primo member and you have not submitted your t-shirt size yet please go to our website nevernotfunny.com click the platinum link and then click on perks and you will see uh, you'll see a cool little video that uh, mario de giorgio made uh, promoting his shirts and then you can uh, enter your shirt size right there please do that and enjoy uh listen this is you you know this uh, belknap and and hokeberg and myself we love the factor meals in fact garen cockrell's gotten up over at the factor recently yeah he's into it i we, mean who wouldn't like it once you try it you go hey this is good stuff once you factor you can't go back there yeah it's like that old yo gabba gabba song try it you'll like it i never was on board with yo gabba gabba <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash part 050. Use code part 050 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at uh, the, the wallet uh, missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way, people saying, "Oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet." Yeah, people like using the phrase "pet vet," even though "vet" covers "pet." I mean, what other? Are you, are you at the wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 
I, I think people, I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional these are broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earn app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let's them know who said to you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max see earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey everybody welcome back to the program episode 2609 ben schwartz is here taking time away from as many now, I mentioned it earlier. I'm going to read the question here very quickly. But Ben, I, before I forget, we, we alluded to the Billy Crystal movie. Now, was that supposed to come out and then got pushed back, or when, when is that movie? It, due? Was, it was an independent movie, so the goal was always like it, it did festivals, and then we got lucky that we got like certified fresh and we got distribution, and so you can get it on iTunes or Amazon. oh, you can. I yep. did not know that you could. That one, I think it really like he he uh, he gives an insanely good performance. Uh, it's a really sweet movie. I really liked. Uh, I really liked that movie, and it was really inexpensive. It was like we were changing in the cars. You know oh, really? what I mean? It was, yeah, and to see him, you know, who's done everything, be game for all that stuff, and he picked me to be in the movie. So the movie could have been about anything, and I would have said <laughs> yes. Of course, give, give the name of the movie for everybody. It's called Standing Up, Falling Down. That is, yeah. I'm happy you're talking about it because that's the one that has gotten the least amount of press because Sonic ended up being this uh, fun phenomenon thing. And Standing Up came out like a week after that. So it kind of got drowned out a little bit. So I'm really proud of that movie. It's me and Billy Crystal, directed by Matt Ratner. And a guy named Peter Hoare, who's a, a writer from uh, from Long Island. And the movie takes place in Long Island. It, uh, I, 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 I apologize. I did not know that it came out. I thought it got pushed back because of the COVID. But no. uh, when I saw the trailer... Uh, and, and to circle back to what you said, I, I can't think of a movie that I didn't like Billy Crystal in. Like he's no. even the movies that you go, ah, that movie was OK. He's still great in them. He's one of those guys. We just rewatched Throw Mama from the Train. Do you remember Throw Mama from the yeah. Train? Yes. And I think DeVito directed that. And I think someone incredible DP it like Sonnenfeld or somebody. But it's like it's it's so weird and great and cool and different. And I really liked it. We've been we watched a lot of uh, Billy Crystal movies in this house after, you know, uh, after doing that movie, I would uh, imagine that was a thrill—you know, uh, thrill of a lifetime. Just, uh, I mean, he, Mr. Saturday Night's great. City yeah, Slickers is great. Like, he's it's just—it was one of those things where I just—I just shut up and listened and enjoyed everything. I liked, and I—I mean, you know what I mean. Like, anytime he talked, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then you know, then it, and then it becomes talking about Robin, and then you're like, oh, you know, like you just keep 
because he's it's so funny we went uh, i ended up becoming very good friends with him because we helped write the rewrite this movie together and then the movie experience went incredible and we we're very similar in a lot of ways and we do bits on the we leave each other bits and stuff on the phone he's just you know Love he's it. been oh amazing and so he's like come come to, come to my birthday uh party or, or, or a dinner for his birthday so i came and it's like it's like martin short rob reiner me <laughs> like what is going on right and everybody's so kind and just uh you know there's that moment anytime you meet anybody uh that you're like oh that's i i've seen his face so many times like when i met yeah. billy for the first time it's like oh i've seen your face so many times that you're not a person yet you're not a normal person yet you're a celebrity still yeah and it takes talking like a normal person with them to be like okay now they're just a person right but when, when I was at that table, it was like, ah, God, 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 God. It was like just too many <laughs> icons that I've looked up to. I, if you look at Rob Reiner uh, and his directing career, mm-hmm. and there's like a run of quite possibly the most eclectic filmmaking and high-level yeah. filmmaking I've ever seen in my life. With It's Spinal Tap, then Princess Bride, then Misery, then A Few Good Men. Yeah. Right. And it's like he does everything. I'm in awe of that guy. So and it stand was very by me. special to meet those guys. And Stand By uh, Me is incredible, too. Stand yeah, by Stand By Me is in that, in that bunch, by yep. the way. yep. It's uh, crazy. And Say and Anything, you, which which is also a great romantic comedy road movie. You directed Say Anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after Spinal I Tap. That. Yeah. Right after Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, I think right it was after, between between oh. Spinal Tap and uh and when Princess Harry Bride. Sally, probably. Uh, right after that. Yeah. No, it, it was before no Princess Bride. But I actually was just watching a making of Princess Bride thing that I found on YouTube. And there's a great story about Billy Crystal and that where um uh Mandy Patinkin was saying that <laughs> He, you know, he, he and uh, Carrie always like just worked their asses off to learn how to fence and, and sword fight to do all the sword fighting scenes. They didn't use any doubles for the sword fighting. And uh, and it was like crazy stuff. And they were really proud of how it all came out. But it was, you know, a little dangerous to be swinging swords around. Mandy Pintinkin said that he didn't get any injuries shooting the sword fighting, but he bruised his rib trying to stifle himself from laughing when they were shooting the Miracle Max scene with oh, Billy Crystal. that's great. Because like, like Rob Reiner would just let Billy go. And then I guess Rob Reiner would get up and leave because he knew he was going to laugh. So he would he would say action and then he would get out of there so he, oh. so he wouldn't blow the take. And then Mandy Pintinkin was just standing there like buckled over trying not to blow the takes by laughing so he like actually bruised a rib trying to stop himself from that's laughing. an incredible story yeah uh ben if you get a chance and by no means am i telling you you have to do this uh rob reiner was a guest on this show oh what do you guys think well, amazing I, 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 first of all the nicest kindest funniest guy yeah. and he did what we are describing as he had he has no idea how on brand for never not funny what he did was he came in and Monopoly, the board game, came up, and he said, you know, I used to be able to go around the board and, and could list the properties in order. And I said, well, give it a try. And he's like, I don't know. And he goes, oh, okay. And then he starts doing it, <laughs> and it is the funniest seven minutes in the history of the show. It is the greatest. Seven minutes? I don't know. It might be four, however long it takes. Yeah. But uh, what does he say, Matt? We go, here come the yellows. Yeah, well, well, then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. Okay, now we got well, then we got <laughs> Marvin Gardens, and of course, you've got the railroad, and then <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's the greatest. He's and so he, funny still also. He's so funny. He was so great, and then off the like, what, what what did he say when he was looking for a snack and he looked at poker chips? Well, I don't want to eat those. And then, like, just those guys that like you know the same experience I had when I met Mel Brooks, where it's like oh, they're just dudes the that want to be funny. I've never met him. That's the oh. old, like when people say, "Who do you want to see this special?" I was like, "Man, uh, Rob Reiner's come to a show or two of mine, uh, and his daughter oh, nice. and his his wife was very funny. Uh, they came and they loved it, which was like huge. But man, like." Mel Brooks like invented 
whatever. We don't need to talk about it. But I, I'm very much a, a part of respect your elders. Everything is possible because of these people. So those, I, uh, th- th- that guy especially, uh, to see if he even likes anything that uh, we do would be incredible. I, uh, I, I bored the listener with this many times, but I will tell it to you um, very quickly. Uh, when Mel Brooks came on uh, Conan, uh, I went into his dressing room, of course, because I had to, I had to meet him. I had to. I had to. Even if I'm crossing a line, I have to meet Mel Brooks. And so I went in, Mr. Brooks. Nice to nice to meet you. Blah blah. blah. I could not have been what, Jimmy, Jimmy Potter. Okay, what a name, Potter. Jimmy Potter. Love it. And so he's being so kind and gracious. And and then it dawned on me as I was leaving, uh, and he's doing his segment. And I was like, oh shit, we have a family friend in common. I literally have a connection. A man that was at my wedding is one of Mel's best friends. And I oh, should have, wow. I should have mentioned that. So I'm not going to, he's done with oh, this. No, with Jimmy. No, oh, no, no, no. Hear me out. Wait for it. He, I said, I, I go, Hey, I, he goes, uh, uh, he goes, he goes, Oh, nice to meet you young man. I said, Hey, I forgot to mention that, uh, we're, we're family friends with Lee Delano. And he goes, Oh, Lee Delano, of course. And then he tells a great story about Lee Delano. Uh, then we talk about, and then he talks about Sid Caesar and then he's oh. leaving and as he walks out of the green room, uh, he's walking out of the green room to go to his car. At the top of his lungs, he goes, well, this was great. Pardo! <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> and everybody rushes over. What was that about? I go, it doesn't matter what it was about. <laughs> Mel Brooks just ended his day by yelling my name at the top of his lungs. It doesn't get fucking better than that. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. The greatest. Can I bore? I know. Again, I've told the listener this story way too many times, but I'm going to tell it to you, Ben. Very the quickly. listener, you guys have one now. Uh, I call the listener as a, as a whole. It's, it's a because he keeps telling the story. Uh, they just keep dropping they keep off brindling. until there's a one left. <laughs> but this will just show you how great of a guy Mel Brooks is. So Mel Brooks is on the Paramount lot, and Lee Delano is there. And Lee has been in all of was in all of uh, uh, of Mel's movies. He was on your well, show who, shows. Who's Lee, uh, who's Lee Delano? Just so I know, he, can you name him in uh, producers or he's a ca- he's a character actor. Uh, who uh, doesn't have huge roles in these movies, but he's in them. Uh, his big thing was when your show of shows went on the road, Lee did the Carl Reiner roles because Carl went on to do Dick Van Dyke. Oh my so, God, that's so huge. That, so he that, was huge in the show. Yes. So Lee tells this story that he's on the Paramount lot and he's doing uh, an episode of Charlie's Angels and he's walking uh, from the commissary back to the stage and he runs into Mel and Mel's like, Lee, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, and he goes, oh, I'm doing a thing of Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, what are you wasting your time with that crap for? And he goes, he goes, well, you know, I'm a working actor. I'm just trying to get by. And he played, he was playing a heavy, you know, a, a thug and uh, a bad guy. And so Mel's like, oh, that's great. Uh, good for you. Good to run into you. Good to see you, pal. And, you know, where are you at? You're on stage 12? Because, hey, we're going to shoot Charlie's Angels on stage 12. So they're shooting the show. They're in the middle of a scene and the door opens up and everybody hears, where's Lee Delano? Where's that son of a bitch Lee Delano? That guy owes me money. And everybody's upset. Everybody's mad. And then walking on the stage is Mel Brooks. Nobody goes, it's fucking Mel Brooks. <laughs> but what I love about it is here's a guy who's very, Mel Brooks is famous and he still just wants to be a comic. He just he wants, just to, wants be to do a, bits. Just wants to do bits. You see that documentary about him on HBO? Yes. Yeah, uh, just watching him in the seventies, or you know, like going to his, just, just—he's just funny. He's just a funny dude. He's just that funny is on this earth to make everybody laugh, and he just seems like he loves everybody. He just seems like a good dude. Yeah, it's uh, he and Carl are just uh, Carl. I call him Carl. I met him once. He and Carl. Uh, I, I, I there's not a lot of time left for them because they're so mm-hmm. they're in their nineties, and it's like yeah. And Carl is slowed down, uh, but still sharp. And Mel, Mel still acts like he's 37 years old. It's fascinating oh, it's amazing. to me. Amazing. Uh, all right, here we go. Trivia question. Here's your trivia question. Yeah. 
in liter in, in literary terms in literary terms hang on what does biblio Bibli, biblios mia mean biblios mia b-i-b-l-i-o-s-m-i-a is that one again? word or two it's Spell one, it one more time it is one word b-i-b-l-i-o-s-m-i-a Jimmy, if I may, I believe that's what older Spanish women say when something shocks them. Biblios mia. Biblios mia. Did you present the whole show? Yeah, show's over. Show's Thanks, over. Guys. He did it. Drop the mic. He did it. Uh, In literary terms, what does biblios mia mean? <laughs> oh, boy. Can we write down our answer? Yeah, write down your answer. I'm going to write mine down. Uh... I can say that I don't know the answer, and I will be guessing. I don't know if anybody else has the same experience. Yeah, I don't know this to be true. Um, I don't know. The thing I'm writing down, I know there's a real term for it, but, I'm gonna, but I've written it down in the most uh, base terms possible for my guess. Right. I need I've this $5. Something. All right, let me check in with the pop culture beast. Uh, he's been referred to, but not heard from very often today. Uh, probably in his head, thinking about another conspiracy theory. He's <laughs> to get him. <laughs> What is Ben doing to get to Garen? What what game is he playing? Uh, Garen Cockrell. Hi, Garen. Hello. All right. Now, listen, uh, in the next episode, we'll uh, certainly hear more about your weekend. Uh, but I want to just check in, make sure you're doing okay. Yeah, doing good. We had uh, our neighbors came by last night at about two o'clock in the morning. So that'll be a Whoa. teaser. What? All right. A little teaser for the next episode that the Garen's neighbors came by at 2 a.m. Got to imagine for a little uh, activity while Garen's in the corner. So... Um, <laughs> Nobody puts Garen in the corner. Nobody. Um, so, Garen, oh, re- go really ahead. quick. I, yes. let's, let me do this correction really fast before I get letters. Rob Reiner did not direct say anything. He directed the sure thing. Oh, that's, that's sorry. What, I that, was almost certain. That's what I meant. Sorry. You. Sorry. Thank you. That, sorry, yeah. Matt. I know you're very smart. I didn't want to make you look like an absolute fucking uh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have accepted it. That, that I deserve mockery for that. Same mistake. actor. You don't have, don't feel bad. I'm a mockery. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Is that, type, is that the type of shit you do on that Middle Dish program of yours? Yeah, don't watch it. Let, yeah, me, just, out. let me just I'm take out. that off my cue real quick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I will say this, Matt. When you said say anything, my ear heard sure thing because I knew that was uh, Yeah, I was, I was just, I just meant, yeah, that movie with... <laughs> the word thing in it. With John Cusack, yeah. But uh, the wrong um, All right, so let's check. Uh, Garen, so uh, now that you've done your correction, please give me your answer to, in literary terms, what does Bibliosmia mean? Oh, Biblios Mia, you know. Masters of English. It's, uh, I have a master's in screenwriting. Elliot, uh, let the man have his one fucking minute to talk. Just a, just a bachelor's in, in, uh, English. Um, yeah, Bibliomia. You know, it's a technical term for literature. A lot of literature people know it. (laughs) I'm going to say it's a footnote in a bibliography is my guess. Oh, footnote in a bibliography. That's a good question. That's a good answer. Very smart. Uh, thought out. Garen, is your is your hat a take on the Hamilton logo? It is. It's a never not funny hat. And what's on top? Right? It's Jimmy on the star doing his pitch at the uh, White Sox game. <laughs> Great. Thank you. And it's a silhouette of me in my final. Uh, I had just thrown the first pitch at the baseball game. Here, let me. I'll get the real one. Yeah, here's the real one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. Matt's in the office. By the way, that's a great have... story. You will be hearing from Lin-Manuel Miranda in the next hour. <laughs> Um, uh, I look forward to hearing from him. <laughs> that's how you get him on the show. You get people to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Can no I tell love. you something? There's there's been uh, a couple things that are, uh, I preface this. I know how lucky I am and all that stuff. And I none of this is real life upset. But there's one or two things that were pretty cool that were supposed to come up that I had to cancel. And one was I was supposed to throw out the first pitch of the Dodgers game, uh, oh. or whatever. And the other one I was supposed to direct a movie. No, I can't do that. Oh. But um, uh. the Dodgers one for me, I was I've never been so nervous, and it was like a month away. Were you insanely nervous? I was very nervous. I was very, very nervous. Uh, but yeah. can I, and again, I know the listeners sick of this too. Can I give you the best piece of advice that I was given? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I was up in the, I was meeting the broadcast team the day I was doing it and, and just chit-chatting and they introduced me to Ed Farmer, who sadly just passed away uh, within the last month. Uh, not, oh, from yeah. co- not from COVID. He had uh, uh, natural causes. But um, he, um uh, they said, hey, this is Jimmy Pardo. He's here with Conan. Uh, he's going to be throwing out the first pitch today. And he said, uh, don't think of it as the first pitch. Think of it as the first toss. He said, if you think you're just playing catch with your dad, you're not going to miss. Everybody tries to throw a strike and then they yeah. look like a fool. But if you yeah, just try to lift throw up their it, leg and really go for it, like they get in the real pitcher stand. Yeah. So he said, if you just try to throw it towards the catcher, you're going to. And sure enough, as I walked out to the mound, that put me at ease. And I ended up throwing a pitch that would be, if you were a left-handed batter, was just a little bit inside. You still uh, got the zone. I got the zone. I was very happy with it. Oh, I, and, uh, I can't wait. And so that was, because trust me, had I not run into Ed Farmer, I would have tried to throw a pitch and and probably would have looked like, uh, uh, you know, one of the people that throw it directly into the ground. Who's the rapper? Uh, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Who, <laughs> he did not have a good pitch. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it's embarrassingly bad. Him, Baba Booey. Uh, there's that one newswoman. Uh, I would have been on a compilation had I not gotten this great advice <laughs> from it. Ed Farmer. Uh, Elliot, let's check in with the ass novel himself over there at Video Village. Hello. Uh, Elliot, give me your trivia question answer, please. All right. So uh, I, I don't know the answer. Uh, just going by dissecting the word. For the for some reason, miasma came into my head. So my, my call is word salad. Word salad. So a bunch of unrelated words. Mm. A bunch of unrelated oh, words. Oh, that means a bunch of unrelated words. Like that's that. my guess. I'm probably wrong, but that's my guess. Yeah. That's a great answer if we're playing Balderdash. <laughs> great answer. Yeah. Yep. Right? Uh, we check in with the honcho, Matt Belknap. He's up there in uh, uh, upper left. Is that how it's going to look, Elliot? Is he going to be upper left? Uh, Where's he going to be? I'm de- actually, I'm dead center in my frame, but I don't know what that does for you. Yeah. You're right here for me. <laughs> okay. All right. five. Uh, Matt will be in the upper right for the viewer. <laughs> I see. So upper right. So Matt, give me uh, your answer for uh, well, Radio Smia. I, I, uh, I interpreted those <laughs> words uh, meaning in my library, literally, which would mean uh, it's you're you're saying this is a it's a like similar to what Garen was saying. It's a footnote to my own prior work. That's brilliant. Oh, that, though, oh uh, I like that. Yeah, it's great because biblioteca basically means library. library right? Yeah. Yeah. What a great call. It's not going to be right, but it sounds cool, doesn't it? It, sounds it does cool. sound like a way of not being a dick, because if you're if you're referencing other people's work, that's just in, in your biography. But then if you're referencing yourself, you're like, look, I know this is my book, yeah. but I, I felt like I had to reference it. Yeah. Uh, ben Schwartz is here. Ben's got the three specials over there on Netflix, uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. He's the Schwartz of the two. Uh, ben, I, our time is running out, so give me your uh, your trivia answer, sir. I wrote something God or Bible like a religious experience. All right, I, uh, but now after hearing smarter people talk, 
Yeah, well, I don't. I, I, I think everybody makes a guess. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's yeah, not going to make yeah. a difference. <laughs> All right, my guess is, and again, I know there's an actual word, but my brain won't give it to me. Uh, just the chapter list. Chapter list. Oh. What is well, that called? Table of contents. Table of contents. That's what. That's my answer. Table that of could contents. Be it too. Oh, Maybe yeah. a fancy t- word for sure. table of contents. That's uh, that's what I'm getting at. Certainly from the Bible, because uh, I also thought, uh, is it uh, biblical in nature? Is it about the ark? I can't wait to find out who has the real answer. I do. Right here, sealed. Um, and I posted. Oh, my favorite part of the show when Jimmy puts on his glasses. You're welcome. <laughs> here we go. Balabans. It's not Balabans. Here's your no. answer. <laughs> Interesting. Boy, oh boy. I, I'll tell you right now, nobody's right. Okay. Um, the smell of a good book. Oh. The smell oh, of a good oh, book. Oh, like anosmia means you can't smell. So yeah. bibliosmia. Yeah. Oh. The smell of a good Interesting. book. Interesting. Right. I love that. You know, I made the mistake of telling my son to make these a little bit harder because we had those two easy ones in a row. And now this is... Uh, yeah, last week and this week. Yeah, that's, yeah that's he tough. kicked us in the balls two weeks in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's find out what everybody bet. bet uh, ben, Damn. what'd you bet? One dollar. One. 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 So he has 24 remaining, correct? Yeah, that's probably going to be the win. Yeah, I think so too. Garen? I bet uh, 16. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. 18. I wanted an even 40. 18. Not a boy, right? You're a, uh, you're not a boy. You're not a man. You're 18. Uh, Elliot. <laughs> 15. 15. Wow, you guys are so confident in yourselves. No, it's just it, I'm I'm playing the game versus, like I said, versus Matt as far as trying to trying to win this versus so what he's going to do. Matt is the smartest person here. He does get these right a lot. He does get these right a lot. Uh, do I think he's the smartest in the room? I do not, but I, uh, he does do a great <laughs> job with the trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think I'm the smartest? No, probably come in fourth, fifth. <laughs> um, even when it's just the my... four of us, you come in fifth. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I'm not even on the list. I'm, I'm bubbling under it. They say on Billboard magazine. Uh, Matt, what did you bet? I bet seven. Uh, I, I also bet seven. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so Ben, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Venmo you $5. At this some is point. what I want you to do if possible. Yes. I want you to take, so how much do I get? 25 or just five? Five. Oh, no mind. I was going to say, give the five bucks to Matt's kid for his birthday. If it was 25 bucks. <laughs> give him five nice. bucks and say it's from all of us. All right, Matt. Uh, Memo so, uh, it to Matt's kid. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's so nice. Charlie gets $5 Love here, it. courtesy yeah. of Ben Schwartz. That's what you can do when you're in show business like that, right? $5, you blow your nose at oh, $5 bills. Are you crazy? Oh, look at this. This is a cup from Ikea. I probably do need the money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not able to work right now. Uh, ben, thank you for joining us. A pleasure, as always. Third time? Fourth time? Third time. Yeah, but uh, you are always, you are welcome a lot more than you show up. Uh, I, I, I know that you've been very, very busy, uh, but uh, lucky to have had you here today and hope to have you back in soon in the actual studio. Before I leave, if you don't mind. Yes? Garen, give it to me, baby. <laughs> I'll give it to you with Bibliomia. I can't top Bibliomia. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, that's Garen Cockrell, the, the Ass Nobbler, Elliot Hooper, the Honcho Matt Belknap, our friend Ben Schwartz. I'm Jimmy Pardo. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.